0: welcome to the emo social club podcast broadcasting to you live from emo social i feel like it's time to admit that I am Brian
1: and I feel like it's time to only be a little subtle about it and Lizzie.
0: (laughs) This is the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music news, music news (laughs) and podcasting and new bands. And that's pretty much every week, but also this week specifically because we have a guest Scott Fuger from Fly on the Call podcast joined us today, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. We're gonna probably talk about his podcast network, I assume, because we had a whole conversation about the podcast getting signed to it, right?
1: Yes, we did. It was like quite a few episodes ago. It feels like.
0: Yeah, it was back when we were knee deep in the pandemic. <laughs> We're throat still pretty, deep in the pandemic. Okay, I
1: was about to say, we're pretty knee deep right now, but yeah, throat deep we're, is more.
0: We're throat deep to in the pandemic. Our, our heads are still above the virus water. I don't know what to say about that. Anyway, Scott's on the podcast today. We'll talk with him. We'll have some conversations about uh, his favorite bands that he's interviewed and uh, his conversational style because he's very more uh like kind of like we are we're more conversational types of podcasts so uh should be a good conversation but before we get into that we get guess what listener guess what it finally happened it's here
1: fucking went down
0: we got merch Woohoo! insert air horn sound effect here uh the merch is live uh, we launched it on Friday on our DJ stream. Uh dot com slash store to find it. You can pick up some cool emo social club stuff. Uh, we are we're new to this game, but we wanted to design some cool Halloween type stuff, which is kind of for us all year round type stuff.
1: so if you're uh, if you're probably listening to the emo social club podcast, you're probably <laughs> equally spooky. Uh, So this is probably not really a Halloween drop, but just an every other day drop with uh, some (laughs) designs that hopefully you think are cool. We think that they're very cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thanks to all of our, our friends in the Friday night streams. And then also our discord, we we've come up with the emo social club, emo social cult meme. Uh, And so we decided to make that into a design uh, and we also had a friend of Lizzie's, if you want to shout him out.
1: Yeah, my friend, um, Jim E Egan, or he's on Instagram at jbones underscore ink. I actually used to work with him at my former radio station, and he started doing Inktober, and I completely forgot that he could draw very well. So he definitely <laughs> came in super, super clutch by being able to turn around this one design of um, our ghosty boy really quick. And also be super, yeah. you know, just being very versatile with it and be open to, you know, wanting to work and collaborate. So big shout out to him.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's all over there on the store. Emo Social slash store is the name. Uh, let us know if you like it. Tell us because we think it's awesome. We're getting some stuff for ourselves and we're going to wear it. Uh, we got some t-shirts for all the designs. Uh, we wanted to make sure you were warm and cozy during these fall and winter months. So we made some hoodies and joggers to go together. Uh, of course, zip ups had to be on there. Got to get the zip ups. Zip ups had to
1: come back because I need a zip up. Um, also some of our sizing is also pretty size inclusive, from extra small. So I know some things that we have also go to 5 X. So mm-hmm. if you definitely sometimes, at least for me, I usually wear extra smalls. Uh, it's very hard to mm-hmm. find or, you know, I do have, fr- <laughs> who, you know, friends who are like, oh, I need to get, you know, a double X XX or triple X or whatever. We definitely have those in certain um, styles. So definitely check those out. We also mm-hmm. have mugs.
0: Mugs. Oh, the mugs. Uh, yeah. You can get a cult mug. You can get a ghosty boy mug. Uh, we got a couple hats on there. The creeps beanie is a mood. Just saying. <laughs> Like I put that together, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's a mood, dude. It's a vibe. That's a dude mood. It's a fucking vibe. The kids are definitely saying these words, oh. right? These are words I'm supposed to use. These words. These are these are the buzzwords. <laughs>
1: it's better the than It's better than synergy.
0: It is always better than synergy.
1: <laughs> hey, fun fact, guys. When you're putting together your resume right now, which I know a lot of you probably are, thanks to this pandemic, <laughs> do not put synergy in there. Absolutely, don't do it. Not.
0: So yeah, check out the merch. Emosocialclub dot com slash store. It's over there. Check it out, Lizzie. Let's not talk about us. Let's talk about you. What have you got going on this week?
1: Um, not much. Have been um getting down a couple more guests for the different segment that we're gonna have on our podcast about uh different music albums that people are super into. So been doing that. Gonna get started editing there um kind of fun thing it's not going to be out for a little bit but i will have uh one of my written pieces um specifically the one that i did about my chemical romance and death that i put on my Substack. <laughs> uh it's going to be so, published in a so, zine it's
0: so specifically connected
1: it's so specifically connected it's really in the same vein so that <laughs> um so just kind of keep a lookout for that i'll update on my socials my personal socials and um, the Emo Social Club Twitter socials, which is at X Emo Social Club X. Uh, I primarily post there because too many of my work colleagues have found my personal Twitter and I am scared. <laughs> so let's hang there and be chaotic on the podcast Twitter. Other than that, oh I God. don't have uh, too much going on, but I did forget to shout out uh, my friend Jim, who did our ghost- ghosty boy um, design. He has his own podcast called Mouth Breather Podcast, and he's been doing it for a couple seasons, so definitely check his podcast out as well. He is a Southside Chicago native, so definitely give it a listen. Fantastic. And Brian, what are you doing over here while you're trying to figure out man, what uh, works with the kids?
0: Man, listen, these kids and their slang terms, I don't get them. Uh, I will be, as of this week, starting a part-time gig. Uh, which I'm pretty excited about because it's just something to do. Woohoo! I've been very just like, I don't know. It's, it, everybody keeps saying like this is one of the hardest times in, in existence. So, like, if you're not creative or motivated, like, it's totally understandable. But I certainly wanted to, like, get somewhere where I was feeling more motivated, feeling more creative, like getting, getting out of this headspace and trying something else. Just, you know, so I, uh, luckily have, found this part-time gig or just it's 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 nothing special but it is for a company i really like called Moment. uh they do uh photo lenses for your phone so you can just attach these little lenses and uh i've done a video about it on my youtube channel which you should i don't know check out or whatever i guess i follow it yeah it's just spooky pants one like my uh like my everything else um yeah, so it, it, it's it's going to be cool just to have like kind of an environment where I'm going to be working with more creative people. It'll be helping people who need uh, some gear advice, which is something that I'm just fairly knowledgeable about from just, I don't know, boredom, I guess. <laughs> boredom researching and like uh, talking about cameras and video and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be doing that for now. So uh, it shouldn't affect the streams in general, but I will have to. It looks like I'm going to take next week off because the training for this is going to be during all of the daytime streams. So chances are you won't see me playing video games for next week uh, while I train for this for this gig. So uh, sorry. And I miss you. And I'll be back. But, uh, you know, we got the podcast recording every Thursday night and we got the uh, we got the DJ streams on Friday night. And you're never going to believe this either. But we got new emotes and they look fucking
1: adorable fucking so cute i made it i have a samsung galaxy and you can update like your profile so i put my little emote as my little profile image so if if we are (laughs) friends and you have my phone number and you have samsung too you can see what it is early
0: (laughs) yeah uh we reached out to an artist that uh, a friend of ours from uh twitch recommended uh dark arrow dark arrow uh, you can look him up at dark.ero. I believe he is on everything. Um, so he did the designs for us, dark arrow.exe. That's what it is. Uh, D A R K E R O.exe on Instagram. You can check out his artwork. Uh, so it's been really good working with him. He was super fast at it. We now have a Lizzie queen Lizzie emote. We've got a, <laughs> uh, hype Brian emote and a cult emote. Uh, so if you are a subscriber on twitch you'll be able to use those when we are streaming as well as getting a malort crest badge next to your name depending on how long you've been subscribed you know at a certain uh,
1: point malort's gonna have to get into this and at least sponsor i us. want it
0: i want it do, uh, i'll hit up know? ch distillery
1: hey who do we know here who who knows some friends over at the Malort i distillery? know
0: I mean, I know Ch Distillery enough to be like, "Hey, what do we? What can we do here? Like, how can we? How can we work together on this?" Maybe a little bit more effective than the amount of uh, contact we tried to have with White Claw. Oh my god! The amount of time, the amount of White Claw sponsorship we tried to get for the yeah. podcast, it might go a little bit better than that, but I can't prove it. Uh, also, Molart, please don't take down this design. We just, you know, we like it. It's really nice.
1: Really <laughs> we'll share it with you if you want.
0: We'll share it. We'll be like, hey, for every subscription, we'll drink Malort. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so that's over on our Twitch. Uh, make sure you're following us, emosocialclub.tv. You can find us over on Twitch, follow, and uh, subscribe if you would like to use those emotes. Yeah, that's it. Let's do it. Let's get into our interview with Scott Fuger of Fly on the Call Pod. Scott, welcome to the emo social club.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you want to go into what your pod is and what your pod's about and who you are and all of that good stuff?
2: Sure. Um, so, podcast is called Fly on the Call. Um, the subtitle is candid conversations on music because that's pretty much what I have, aim to have. Um, you know, I talk to kind of any band within the pop punk, emo, indie. You know, I've had a couple country acts on kind of just whatever floats my boat. Um,
3: mm.
2: You know, I aim to have, you know, conversations that you kind of won't hear anywhere else. Um, and yeah, it's uh, recently became part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Um, and mm-hmm. it's promoted in conjunction with the website, The Alternative. Um, and yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, we How saw did- your, uh, yeah, uh, Lizzie, I'm sure we have the same question here, but like yeah. we, we were talking about this cause it, it seemed like everybody who does like a music podcast, no shade <laughs> that we weren't picked up, but you know, it's like <laughs> everybody who like has a music podcast, like all got picked up, uh, at the same time. Um, and I know, uh, Lizzie's mentioned your podcast to me before and we were aware of you and then we like saw it, it's like, oh man, that's like really big, right? Like that's a pretty sweet thing to happen to you. Right
2: yeah for sure i mean it was honestly it was kind of a shock to me like um i don't know i guess you know one of the people who work at sound talent media who is or sound talent group which is a booking agency they do like the wonder years silverstein kind of a whole bunch of great bands in like the rock genres um Mm -hmm. one of the people who works there you know knew of my podcast and they were starting to get a podcast together so they reached out and you know just had a little bit of a conversation with them and you know everything seems pretty good so yeah just signed on and kind of taking it as it goes there i mean it's a brand new network so it's you know i i mean my podcast is one of the smaller ones on the network so i feel like i, <laughs> I don't really have anything to
3: lose <laughs> <laughs> sure
1: <laughs> i was also wondering because i know usually you have to like pitch to networks so i was wondering if they had like pr- like came to you or if you just found out about them beforehand you're like hey hey i'm here pick me first
2: <laughs> yeah no they, they just reached out and it was actually it was funny the the initial email was the podcast line was sub or the the subject line was podcast and it was like very vague it was just like <laughs> hey guys so I like vague. your podcast <laughs> we're starting a network would you like to talk and i was like i ended up texting um my friend deanna she uh she edits um the punk rock mba podcast which is mm. also on the network and yeah. i was like does this sound legit <laughs> and she was like oh yeah <laughs> like he, he's talking to finn like yeah it's definitely legit huh. <laughs> That's we crazy.
0: ended up getting into kind of a fight with finn McKenzie on that episode too <laughs> which i don't know if we've talked we didn't talk about this on the pod yet uh i don't know Sh- should we tell the story lizzie you tell a very briefly I think it's, because it's a very brief story but like we were feigning jealousy, like, oh man, why not us? Why not the emo social club podcast? We're knowing full well, like it's fine. like we're 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 doing our we're own here, thing. we're, we're chill. Vibing. Yeah, we're hanging out. We're vibing. Uh, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to start fake, I'm going to start fake beef on this episode with Finn McKenty and put it in the title of the podcast. Like Finn McKenty, this is your warning. And then when we posted it, we tagged him on Instagram and he ended up seeing it and like responding like, what's the deal here? <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Um, no, I was kidding. Uh, uh, we are big fans. <laughs> it's just like, ah, I'm like, oh God, Finn McKenty, he, he knows we exist and he's not happy about it. but we ended up like chatting with him just a little bit and like asked him for advice and super nice guy. So we were like, just very surprised that we heard from him at all. (laughs) And like, Went from like, oh, my God, he's messaging us to, oh, my God, he's messaging us.
1: Because you realize the implications of what we like, The oh
0: implications we could are. be
1: real pissed right now.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, what's pissed. the warning? I don't even know what
2: the warning was. <laughs> I feel like even if you hadn't tagged him, he's like the kind of person who might have like a Google yeah.
0: set up for his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll be like, I can't help but notice that this one <laughs> podcast seems to be trying to start beef. And I'll start the beef first. sorry i I just thought that was a funny story and i realized we haven't talked about it but it really is like it it starts out with me saying we're jealous but it's also like we're not
1: (laughs) you don't put your best foot forward there brian
0: i it's a hard time for me to have a best foot to put forward right now
1: god but uh anyway scott i did want to kind of see what was your motivation to start this podcast overall
2: yeah so um i mean i've been i started writing about music about five years ago um and relatively shortly after i started doing interviews Um, my my first interview was with uh mike hansen from the band pentimento um one of my favorite bands ever and it was a really great kind of like way to start um (laughs) but you know like maybe about like almost close to two years ago I guess at this point I was kind of hitting you know I would be doing interviews and then I would be taking like months to transcribe and then write them up into an article and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, you know I would feel shitty about that but I still wanted to talk to bands and stuff and help promote them and um, so you know eventually I kind of was like okay well how can I do this in a way that is you know, kind of, it sounds stupid, but like in some ways, like less effort for me. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, the podcast was kind of like the easiest, it was like, I record these interviews anyway, so I might as well just record them and then I can do a quick edit and then just throw them up as a podcast. Um, And then, you know, it really came together pretty quickly after that. Um, And yeah, it's just been kind of steady since and it's been really helpful, you know, especially during the pandemic, like having... Mm -hmm these opportunities to talk to people and like a reason to do like you know it's, I've been on for just over a year so it's been just over 50 interviews and it's like it really like I feel like the momentum mentally going into it is like really helpful
0: yeah I totally got that uh is that sorry I is that your background then in like journalism and, and that kind of thing or was it just sort of like I like music and I want to talk to people or
2: um well Actually, the way I started writing about music, I think, was um, there was this website, Modern Vinyl, that was like, you know, literally mm-hmm. vinyl news. Um, and <laughs> at one point, I guess about five years ago, they were they were looking for new, uh, new writers. And I was like, you know, okay, that sounds cool. Let me, you know, throw my hat into the ring. So I, I actually mm-hmm. wrote uh, kind of like the only, I guess, like, opinion piece that I've ever written, I think probably. Um, it was like comparing the mentality of uh, vinyl collectors with the mentality of uh, Pokemon collectors. Oh my uh, god!
0: And, Interesting. Yeah. You have my attention.
2: I'm basically saying like, Okay, you know, variants are like Pokemon and like, you know, mm-hmm. you can you can mm-hmm. decide to collect every single variant like you want every single Pokemon or just the rare ones or like stuff like that. Um, and that didn't end up uh, you know, I didn't end up starting with that site, but um <laughs> that was kind of what got me interested in writing. So mm-hmm. I think actually on uh like the pop punk emo merch wall on Facebook, um someone mm-hmm. had posted like oh, this website, my web, this, I run this website and it's looking for writers. So I kind of started out there and the website was kind of like fizzling out as I started. And actually that first (laughs) interview that I mentioned that I did, um, with Pentimento, it ended up like on the site, but as I kept hounding them to, because I had never saw it on the site and they didn't tell me that it was actually on there. And then like, but like they spelled my name wrong and it like also wasn't posted to like the main page of the website so eventually i found it by like taking out one of the g's in my name or something like that (laughs) but so that was kind of like a weird sidestep but then i started i wrote for uh the website funeral sounds for a while and then 36 vultures and then eventually i started at the alternative and yeah so it's been just kind of like a, a really natural progression gotcha
1: yeah, because I know you've said that it, it's kind of like injunction which, uh, with um Get Alternative. So how ex- so obviously we see how exactly you kind of interwoven it together. But what kind of like stuff are they looking for, I guess, with it? Or are they just kind of like promoting it? Or are they also able like to get you like certain interviews that maybe you couldn't get like on your own or after you have built up a little bit?
2: Yeah, so yeah. Um you know, I used to write for the site and like I said, that kind of peered out, but, um, it's been my favorite site for years, even before I wrote for them. So I reached out to Henderson who runs the site and was just kind of like thinking about starting this podcast. Like they had a podcast for a very short period of time, like specific to the site. And I was like, would you be interested in having a podcast again? And it was like, yeah, that'd be cool. We'd be down to, they basically like, they throw it up on their mix cloud, um, which they were doing radio shows on for a while as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they pretty much, like, they'll retweet when I put a new episode up. Um, but other than that, it's been, you know, essentially my thing. Um, and I think it definitely helped starting out. Like, I mean, there were definitely some publicists and stuff that, you know, I had, I had relationships with that, you know, would have, you know, supported me either way. But I think it definitely helped, um, you know, for some of those beta bands, like, just being able to say, like, this website is, I'm, I'm like, part of this website.
1: Mm. right like you have a backing publication behind you to be like hey hey i just want you to know that like i actually know what i'm doing to a certain <laughs> extent and that still you should trust me with interviewing uh whoever you want to give me
3: yeah <laughs> for sure
2: yeah i mean like the first interview i did for the podcast was proper and like i don't know just being able to be like knowing jamie coletta and being able to be like it's me like i'm starting a podcast can you like throw a couple (laughs) bands my way and Mm
1: yeah (laughs) that's awesome well you mentioned earlier you also kind of like move around with genres because you also mentioned you do like country you've done a couple country acts which is very (laughs) far and wide in between (laughs) in uh most music podcasts so what especially
0: when people are like pretty much like one lane if it's either like everything but country or <laughs> exclusively country
2: i actually grew up on country music so like i i don't listen to it as much anymore but you know once or twice a year there will be like an album that kind of like makes its way through the okay through everything and i'll be like oh this is really a like i want to i want to talk to this person
0: <laughs> fair is it it's not like alternative country then right it's like Real, is it real country <laughs> God. real out there country
2: Oh, uh, I'm probably not qualified to d- decide what real country <laughs> is <laughs> even when I, I didn't listen to country is mostly radio country
0: yeah I'm like everybody has this talk about like what is real emo and I'm like I think that we should all just start talking shit on real country
1: because <laughs> that's where it gets like, more messy yeah.
0: but we have no we have no horse in the race which I assume is probably most country songs is about a horse in the <laughs> or race
1: a, or a tractor
0: or a tractor in the race we have no like we don't care who wins it's like alien versus predator except they both lose <laughs> that sorry that was a roundabout metaphor that i just made anyway
1: what's a country album that has piqued your interest this year scott if there are any yet
2: <laughs> oh i'm not sure about this year but um the the first country act i had on the podcast was uh her name's lizzie no um her album vanity from last year was like one of my favorites of the year it's awesome. like kind of more a little bit like rock leaning as well but um mm-hmm. definitely has those country vibes more so than anything else
1: right like we're nice. not going full like johnny cash OG country <laughs> or like Conway <laughs> twitty like crazy shit as, you know, you'll turn on radio and probably texas i assume and be like this is real country
0: <laughs> oh god we're in it now we're in it are you are, are you located in texas area. by the way
2: <laughs> no i'm actually in connecticut
0: okay sorry lizzie mentioned that and i'm like wait i don't actually know <laughs> no, where I you're located so i just so. know
1: that in texas they have like an obscene amount of different country stations because there's that many divisions well, yeah. of country radio stations <laughs> that we had and i really want to know that if actual like the like the gatekeeper emails as i like to call them really wanted to get a run for their money on what is real country gatekeepers go go get the go jump in the country (laughs) argumentation and see how it goes for them
2: yeah i'm sure there there can't be much of a line between country bluegrass folk (laughs) you know all those they're very i guess interspersed
0: yeah i mean if you like like country on the radio which is basically just pop music with that noise in it yeah And you say yeehaw once or twice. Like if it's if you're a fan of that, I could see there being like a little bit more of an uphill battle to get that person into bluegrass or into like folk country stuff. But like if they just like pop music, they're going to keep liking pop music and they probably listen to like hip hop and regular pop and other stuff on the side of that. They're not like, oh, I only listen to every different type of country music there is. It's like sometimes I'm feeling real like from my roots, and I'm like, let me put on some bluegrass name artist here because I don't know an artist who does bluegrass.
2: Ed Helms from The Office.
0: Yeah, that's the only one I can think of for some reason. Is that he has a bluegrass band and is actually like really good at banjo, which he like displayed on The Office for some reason.
2: I, I love that scene on the, in The Office when him and Dwight are playing a uh, country road. Yeah,
0: they're like. Uh, trying to, like, they're trying to woo somebody and they're like, end up like trying to play country roads to impress her and then end up like duetting with each other and she <laughs> leaves the room. It's perfect. It's great. Oh, yeah. It's also like, how do you, this is what you love to do. You perform at Bonnaroo you're, uh, you've practiced banjo, you have a bluegrass band, but then your only thing about Andy on the office is making fun of the fact that he plays banjo. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all a joke for his character. Like, that's interesting. You're like making fun of what you do on your off time.
1: That's how all the indie kids got into banjo. They just saw like, you know had <laughs> Ed Helms on The Office.
0: <laughs> you inspired leagues of new bands now.
2: I don't like that tiny room part song from last year.
3: <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, Lizzie's the only one who would know like about these bands on Twitter. I, I, a stay off of Twitter for all the reasons you would stay off of Twitter, but b don't really find out about new bands like through these conversations like lizzie's having conversations all the time on the internet of like new bands people are talking about this band people are really hyped about this band and i'm just like great uh, i don't know so when you say like all the indie kids are picking up banjos my first thought is well that's a funny joke lizzie but now i'm concerned that this is actually <laughs> happening like is that real yeah you're nodding yes <laughs> you're not i don't don't like it
1: yes that's been a thing for (laughs) years sir
0: i'm gonna continue to stay off of twitter (laughs) i'm not going back
1: (laughs) so scott when you're going through your selection process for bands is there anything you're looking for like specifically or is it kind of like let me just promo it or do you just say i just want to have them on because i really enjoy them or i'm vibing with them or have you ever had like somebody on that you're like i feel like i'm supposed to have them on because everyone else has them on so i feel like i should just do it to stay consistent with the rest of the pods
2: um (laughs) i'm actually i'm very bad at email um so (laughs) so it really is mostly most of the time it's me just like I really dig this band and I want to talk to them just because I want to know more um it's like like probably like 90 percent of them don't even come from PR pitches or it'll be like a PR pitch from a band that I already like I've at least seen about or like that I know already Mm um I, I very much try like I want every single conversation to be one that I'm like proud of Um, so I I really do only speak to bands that, you know, speak to me in in some way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's That's pretty nice.
1: Yeah, that's good to know. Cause I know also it's kind of similar, I guess, in some retrospect to when you do, like, I personally dislike band and album reviews a hundred percent because usually it's catering to promo and fanfare. Because also if you don't say a band has like the best album ever, you're going to have a bunch of (laughs) angry people on Twitter attacking you.
0: (laughs) You're so, going to have a bunch of angry people attacking you Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's my thing. I don't want to deal with that because I'll say not nice things. But when, <laughs> you know, you kind of go through a process where it's better suited to your taste, but it also it's still kind of, you know, goes along with a lot of other people, at least in like the, you know, music scene of like indie and pop punk and emo as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, like. It's actually been almost like a problem for me thinking about like bigger bands that I want to talk to. Cause I'm like, well, I should probably have some bigger bands on to like, you know, get more listeners to the podcast and, you know, hopefully get more listeners to the smaller bands that I'm talking to. Because in the end, mm-hmm. really what my goal is, is to get people to listen to the bands. Like, I don't care if you listen to my podcast. I'd rather you mm-hmm. listen to these bands that I love. <laughs> What's one
1: of the, um, smaller bands or like you know a few of them that you are really vibing with right now that you would want people to go listen to their music and check out the episodes you have obviously
2: uh uh-huh. well i mean i probably don't have to say this for many people but Barti strange is like amazing um yeah. i'm i think he's the person i've interviewed most it's been like four or five times at this point um okay. I just just <laughs> last week he was on the podcast uh for the second time um I've really been digging uh, Hotel Etiquette, which is actually Mike from Pentimento, his uh, solo project during the quarantine Mm -hmm. times. Um, And then another one that's actually one of the bigger episodes because of his fan base, um, but I don't know that he's necessarily connected with as many people like in the Fly on the Call fan base, um, which would be Will Wood. He put out um, an album called The Normal Album, um, and it's just like, it's crazy. It's like, I think i'm trying to think what i called it i think telethon mixed with razia's shadow is what i called it uh when i told like my hmm. friend joel about it it's like kind of like very theatric like over-the-top rock music um but it was like really good um and then i mean just a couple of the other ones would be like i had meet me at the altar on earlier this year um Hmm. glass beach and origami angel were two of my favorite conversations from last year um i had and hour and a half long conversation with shane told from silverstein about uh my favorite album of theirs um a shipwreck (laughs) in the sand which is was amazing for me and um (laughs) i i had uh soupy from the wonder years on which was just like that's been pretty much the interview that i've been working towards the entire time i've been writing about music (laughs) Um, but yeah and i actually just last week i put up a greatest hits episode of the podcast so if if there's any new people who want to check it out. Um, a lot of those bands are included in that, and I I actually made it like the trailer for the podcast now because I think it's a good way to introduce you to the the type of musicians I talk to and the type of conversations that I like to have.
1: I think that's really cool. You had Soupy on from the Wonder Years. It seems like he's super like ingrained and in, like getting a lot of newer bands out there, like Future Teens and Proper for one of them. And I'm like, this is so cool to see somebody who has been in this music scene for so long still actively saying oh my god look at these new bands like let's take them you know when touring will still happen let's take them on tour with me let's (laughs) promo them on you know everything i do because you don't see that happening a lot at all
2: yeah i I think he actually manages future teens um or he is involved with them in some way and i mean like he's i know he's definitely he shout out pink uh pink shift the other day he's been shouting out meet me at the altar like he. And it was really cool to talk to him. I would, it was like maybe like a twenty-five minute conversation, which is the biggest disappointment for me of it. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he was a great guest for sure.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, when when you start to get those bigger acts, they're like, all right, you only get thirty minutes. Make it the most, and you're like, eh. it's worse when you're at like festivals too, because they'll literally only give you five to ten minutes, and you're like okay, you're probably talking about whatever the fuck album you just put out or are putting yeah. out, but what else do we talk about <laughs> that isn't just this? Like, it's great, but everyone else is already talking about it.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was actually, when uh, when I talked to him, it was their ill-fated final tour before COVID hit. Actually, I had mm-hmm. seen them at the start of the tour in Boston, and I was supposed to see them at the end of the tour in Connecticut, but... You know that ended up getting cut out but the day i talked to him he was doing um he had done he just randomly tweeted out like if you want to donate to bernie i'll bernie's campaign i'll uh you know handwrite any lyric you want and he was thinking he'd get like you know 10 or 20 or whatever and he got like <laughs> a couple hundred or something like that but
3: <laughs> i'm sure
2: he was uh he was having a day
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: You get carpal tunnel real quick that way, not only from playing instruments, but from just writing out everything. But it was also Bernie. <laughs> and during that point, it was very important. Yeah,
3: it was R. so R. important P. at
0: the time, right? His campaign, yeah, to campaign. his campaign. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: no, Bernie Sanders is not dead. God, I hope he's not. Like, just... this episode goes out. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, dude, somebody's like driving, and they're like, "What? <laughs> like, no, no, no." Biggest not... episode of your podcast ever, Bernie yeah. fake news. <laughs> Finn it, it, beef. Oh, oh my god. god. Finn McKenzie will fight us even harder now. <laughs> uh yeah, so you you uh, the the tagline is casual conversations about music. Uh, Candid conversations. Candid conversations. So um like when you're talking to these these guests, I'm assuming then, like Lizzie was mentioning, you don't want to just talk about like the new album. You don't want to talk about their tour necessarily. It's it's part of the bigger picture of these things, but like are you trying to have more uh, like different conversations, like get to know these artists more. Like uh, the the fact that you're you're trying to promote some smaller bands. I was thinking that maybe you're like trying to have one of those things where it's like, oh, I really like this person because I heard them on this podcast, so I want to listen to their music because this person seems really cool. Is that kind of the goal there, or or yeah. why is it more candid?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I just, I try to make it flow as much of a con- as a conversation as normal or as possible. Um, You know, I go in with you know, set of questions, Well, it's, like, 10 to 15 or whatever, Um, just generally, you know, about the album, about you know, what, what they've been up to lately, what kind of, you know, personality they project online, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then, really, I just, you know, if they say something about, like, something that they've been into lately, I'll, I'll follow up on that instead of just, like, mm. letting it go and moving right on to the next, like, bullet point.
3: Yeah.
1: That's Good. always the correct way to interview. Yeah. You. I know I saw We've so there was some beef like I think a month ago. I don't think it was like actual beef, but it, it kind of like could have started beef if, if they got into the wrong hands of. Uh, a <laughs> And it was a band, which I really wasn't familiar with. And I unfortunately don't remember their name, but they had uh, retweeted a Brian Starr's interview with the Papa. Roach, oh, boy. I think. Oh, boy. And it was like <laughs> it was really cringy. It was real bad. And people are like, this is 100% a music interview. And I'm like, it sounds like you're really talking to the wrong people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... We've been hearing like... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: I I was just going to say, like, I... With the smaller bands, like, even if I'm their very first interview, I want to be, like, their best interview. Like, I I want Mm -hmm. them to feel like it's... Like, I actually care. Because I do. I don't want it to just be, like, going through the motions like, oh, you released an album. Tell me about the album tell me like when does it come (laughs) out like i i I do pretty extensive research every like for every episode you know i'll I'll listen to other podcasts Mm -hmm. they've been on i'll read reviews i'll kind of like see what people are talking about and use that as a jumping off point to kind of get deeper
0: cool you got that like sean evans like background going into hot ones you're like I've done everything I can find on you. Let's talk about all of this stuff because I don't want to talk to you about the basic stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably not quite as obsessive of it like him or like are, but uh, I, yeah. I try to get deep. <laughs> they've
0: got they've got teams of people that are like I'll dig through everything. We're gonna find that interesting thing about you, and we will talk about it. But, I'll
2: find their MySpace and see that bulletin oh, they wrote oh. in middle school. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's there. It's online somewhere. There's a cached uh version of MySpace somewhere on the internet full of all of our bulletins.
2: Just not I
1: any. Mean,
0: Which would be crazy. Can... Yeah, no music, but the bulletins.
1: The bulletins. And then you wondering like, wait, wait, what was my username? And is it easily searchable for all these people to find? And am I easily identifiable <laughs> as a child on the internet?
0: <laughs> yeah, we've we've been hearing from a lot of our guests that it's just like there's There's just a lot of questions that people ask because it's like uh, I remember there was a there's a there's a place here in Chicago called Fearless, uh, Fearless something. It's not the record company, obviously. It's like Fearless Radio or something like that. I know. Right. It's like uh, we did an interview with them. It's like, oh, shit, I did an interview with Fearless Records. No, it's uh, it's like a radio sort of thing. But they had a very they, they had an interesting system where they would bring in a lot of bands uh, to do basically podcasts before podcasting was like really that big. This was long enough ago where like podcasting was still sort of like a niche market and people were like, what's a podcast, <laughs> but they would have like these guests. You could basically just go on their website, send them an email and schedule a time for your band to come in. You could bring whomever in your band you wanted to. And they would just like list off their questions. And we realized, cause we had friends that did it too. And we just sort of went in after them. We listened to their interview and it was the exact same list of questions. It's, completely like carbon copy of, of everything. And I realized it's like, you know, we're helping local bands get some press. We're letting them come in. It's all free. It's it's uh, publicity for them. It's publicity for you. So it's all, you know, good system. They'd have other larger bands come in and they'd speak to them and they'd ask them more specific questions, have a conversation. And it's like, man, I just, you know, I really wish that they did that with everybody. Like, what is the what is the this like factory of just like bringing in people to like talk about their bands, ask them the same generic questions and then send them on their way to go and break up, which is exactly what happened to me and my friends <laughs> bands. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's interesting that like it's still sort of the, the standard, I guess, whether it's a standard or not, I don't know. But it feels like it's just sort of that's what it is. You you go in, you get asked the same questions, you talk about your album 40 different times and. You got a bunch of different podcasts that all say the same sort of thing.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that, like, content for content's sake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get it, but I think that there is something certainly more interesting about having these conversations with these real people, because the bands aren't just their one album release. And this may be like a sort of pandemic brain sort of thing where, like, you can't do half the shit you were supposed to be doing right now. And like the main way you make your money and the main way that you are interacting with your fans has been completely cut off from, from accessibility. So in that way, how are these bands presenting themselves now? And do they have to find new ways of showing, of showcasing their personality, of showcasing their art, of showcasing who they are that they can't do at a live venue. They can't do a meet and greets. They can't do, In other ways, uh, I think a lot of people have gone to Twitch, they've gone to podcasting, they've gone to many different things. I was watching Craig Mabbitt of Escape the Fate on Twitch the other day, and I don't generally think that he's, like, that interesting of a person. Like, he just wasn't that interesting to watch on Twitch. But, like, he's Craig Mabbitt of Escape the Fate, so he had a bunch of people watching him. But it's like, you have to find these new things to showcase yourself, and it's not always going to be that sort of spoon-fed interview style, the same... Regurgitated thing about what's your new album What's your tour gonna look like who are you bringing out Are you excited <laughs> Yeah I, I don't know I, I do think it's interesting now that it's just Like people are gonna have to find New ways of showcasing themselves And it can't just be the same Interview style over and over and over again Or it can I don't know <laughs> People might just do it And be like fuck it dude This Pandemics taught me nothing
2: <laughs> I mean I, I feel like you know In those cases it's like it's kind of on the band to make it what they want to make it. Like, Mm. you know, even if it's like a shitty interviewer, like you, you can still like, you can give really good information. You could tell like whatever kind of tidbits you want, if they fit into the conversation. Um, Mm. But I think it's kind of shitty to like put it on them (laughs) in that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, this band is coming in talking about the shit. All right. Bye. I don't know. We've been acknowledging that it's very nice to like have conversations where, It's good. It flows. It feels nice. So it's, it's good to hear that's the basic idea of your podcast as well. (laughs) And it, it sure gets these, these bands much more of a nice, like, Hey, I really like, uh, this person now because they're really cool. They're really chill. They've got good vibes. As we would say, as the kids would say, (laughs) say. (laughs) Lizzie, is that what the kids say?
1: Yeah, now you sound like my my nighttime editor because he always asks me, he's like, Do kids just say clutch? And I'm like, sir, you are forty years old.
0: I mean, <laughs> they did. At one time they did, right? I'm still <laughs> saying clutch. Shit. I'm forty-five years old.
1: No, you're not. I <laughs> Feel also, it. right? Brian, Brian's age just keeps escalating every time. I start at
0: 45, old. but I'll end the podcast at ninety-eight. <laughs> Uh, how, if I, if I may ask, if it's not too rude, how old are you?
2: I'm 27.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm still dying. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I always have to think about it though. <laughs> That's,
0: That's fair. fair. Yeah. Look, time is a flat circle right now. We've all morphed into the same age for the rest of the year. It doesn't matter.
1: I was just talking to one of my friends earlier. I was interviewing him for like this other uh, segment of the podcast we're going to be putting out soon. And I was talking to him and I'm like, oh wait, you're a zoomer because he's 24. And he was like oh you're a zoomer too i'm like no i'm a millennial i was born in 94 <laughs> sir
0: so a, it's a wide-ranging uh qualification to be a millennial like oh, i'm a millennial the, and i was no, 87 brian,
1: brian you are an older millennial that's how we define an, it now
0: but, okay <laughs>
1: that's how we define it in journalism you are the older you are the elder millennial and i am the normal
0: <laughs> i hate it I hate it.
1: Don't worry, Scott. You are a normal millennial too. <laughs>
0: uh, God, I'm an elder. <laughs> does that mean Does that You're mean I deserve more respect than I receive?
1: <laughs> uh, let's not go that far. <laughs> okay. A typical supply is simplistic, handcrafted made in Michigan merchandise, always printed on garments that are a cut above the competition.
0: They work with bands like Worst In Me and Endless Oceans for their merch, and also do limited releases, plus collaborate with other designers.
1: We're fans of their clothes. I, for one, have the Roses t-shirt.
0: And I have the Recapitulation shirt. Their styles are really neat and edgy, with a modern twist on pop punk and emo influences.
1: Head over to atypicalsupplyco.com and check out their new Halloween clothing from the Grave line. Available now.
0: And use our code emo social at checkout for twenty percent off your order. That's emo social for twenty percent off.
1: Atypicalsupplyco.com. dot com clothing for the unusual individual. So Scott, how has um overall how has this quarantine cycle been for you? I mean, obviously you jumped on a network and you're getting a lot of really big bands, you know, in like the indie emo pop punk sense onto your podcast. But how have you been kind of like? handling and like not necessarily coping maybe coping i hope you're doing okay in that sense, <laughs> uh, quarantine. and then what other things have you been implementing for your podcast
2: yeah i mean it's been okay i mean there's been some positive changes like the network for sure has been awesome um i recently switched jobs so that has been a very positive change as well um but yeah i mean i i don't know it's kind of take it day by day as i think everyone is um Mm. you know i had a little bit of like a mental crash a couple weeks ago but i've been doing a little bit better recently um one of the things that i kind of started doing is uh i listened to this podcast called getting better with um a comedian named ron funches and it's kind of it's uh you know a lot about like positivity and stuff like that and um one of the things in one of the episodes recently was uh, this acronym called Mr. Awe, like M R A W E and it's mm. meditate, read art exercise. No art, write exercise. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of like a checklist of things to do every day, like to try to make sure that you're doing every day. And I think that's been like really helpful in just kind of like centering myself and like yeah. allowing myself to, you know, i don't know work towards getting better (laughs) (laughs) right
0: right right i feel like i need to listen to that for myself personally (laughs) i mean like Uh, like,
2: even if you don't do all those things every single day just like the idea of like having like okay i did this today and that's like i can look and see i got this done and you know mm -hmm. feel a little bit better about that
0: (laughs) yeah is it easy then to stay motivated like is that is that helping with motivation is that helping with like keeping at this the keeping at your passions keeping at your work keeping at just like you know going outside for a day (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: for sure i mean i think it's just yeah i mean like like the exercise part of the acronym like you know i've been going for a walk with my fiance most days after work and stuff and Mm -hmm. um you know and i also, also like just the fact that i'm having these conversations for the podcast is like definitely helping me keep sane since i'm working from home and it's like i literally like in my past job i was answering phones which was a big source of anxiety for me but now (laughs) it's like i go all day without talking to anyone at all (laughs) so it's like
1: it's a a real hard trade-off there
2: yeah Yeah. trying to find that happy medium
0: grass is always greener right (laughs) I want to talk to so many fewer people, not that few people.
1: I want to at least talk to maybe two people at most, but not yeah. zero. maybe
2: one to two a week. If I'm prepared for the conversation. Yeah. And if yeah. we've
1: we talked before, it's probably better if we talk before, rather than a brand yeah. new person.
0: Don't, no new friends, no new friends, no new friends
1: during <laughs> quarantine. Absolutely not.
0: I can't agree with you more.
1: Um. So Scott, because you're on, this new podcast network what are some of the benefits to it like are you still editing your own podcast or do you now have like a team i guess we've had this conversation before Because it's like how do i
0: get someone to edit the pod for me
1: no that's fine i just want to know more about networks because i've been doing research and i just can't find that much substantive info on networks that are kind of more like multi-dimensional where it would say like you know there's other individual creators rather than say hypothetically email social clubs are a network and it'd just be us creating different types of shows and content versus oh hey we have like you know punk rock mba or something on here who's completely separated from us
3: yeah
2: so i mean like I said before, it's a brand new podcast network. So I think we're kind of like all figuring things out to an extent as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they they took over the hosting of the podcast. Like I used to host through Anchor and now I'm, the whole network is on um, megaphone for hosting. Um, there's going to start to be like cross promotion between the podcasts, like just like a little bumper either before or after the podcast, you know, from one of the other uh, podcasts on the network and. You know, mine will be on theirs. Um, so that'll definitely be. I mean, like I said before, I'm one of the smaller podcasts on the network. So, <laughs> you know, if I if they Fly flying the call on Punk Rock NBA, which like just hit like 100,000 streams on Spotify alone or whatever, <laughs> like, OK, cool. Yeah. Give me some of that. You know, <laughs> of <for> that. Um, <laughs> and I mean, there's also they're kind of getting started towards uh, getting some ads, hopefully eventually, um, you know, there's just kind of like the and obviously like because they're because sound talent group is a booking agency for a lot of these bigger artists there's that connection as well um which i haven't like i said before i kind of struggle with finding the right bitter bands that i want to talk to um just mm-hmm.
3: because
2: i don't know i guess i am very on twitter probably like you lizzie where uh you know i i'm kind of like i buy into the like hype bands like the smaller bands the ones that are like getting all this buzz and i'm like these bands are fucking great like i want to talk to them like so i don't necessarily (laughs) like carve out time for the bigger bands that you know i might not necessarily listen to as much um but like those connections are definitely something that i look forward to uh using in the future as well
1: (laughs) (laughs) so they basically handle like the business side like you don't have to be like all right let's calculate ad revenue and then like do that (laughs) which I don't know. I can't do math. (laughs) Maybe you can do math, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that that I'm sure, like, you know, just the fact that there are like so many podcasts on or like multiple podcasts on the network, like that probably, you know, when it comes to places buying ads, that's probably more attractive, I guess, than just like, oh, let me talk to this podcast specifically, you know, like if you, negotiate it at the network level i don't know like i said you, you, get more, you get more
1: of a return because you can say hey i want this ad to be on like 15 seconds at like in like the middle of a podcast and then charge however much money it is i don't know i have a bunch of stuff that my friends from yeah. my radio station sent me in ad sales just so i can look over it yeah i'm
0: like this sounds like there's lizzie just like things. trying to figure out <laughs> yeah there's a lot we, of lizzie's too. in radio and our another friend of ours is in radio and it's like i've heard both of them do their ad reads for their radio stations and it's just like the fucking radio voice man it's so funny i was like can't i like, can't get over like how it's like these people like lizzie and then my friend matt who's just like yeah whatever you know and then he's like hey have you heard about this it's like, it's, it's fucking night and day and i'm like where who are you people <laughs> who Who are you pretending to be in your regular life?
1: You know, everyone, everyone always says like, oh, I really hate my radio voice, but it's like, I actually really hate my normal voice because I feel like I'm so annoying naturally. But when I do my radio voice, I'm like more put together, but I'm also like probably reading off of a script probably like 95% of the time. (laughs)
2: Well, it's probably, it's like singing voices too. Like, I mean, people can have like thick ass accents and then like sing like <laughs> they're American or like, yeah. you know, have like a super deep voice and then like singing like falsetto and it's like <laughs> It's
0: true. Lizzie, it's then, basically just your radio singing voice.
1: Oh God. <laughs> and then you can like Google who they are. So like my, where I work, I always have to take in like our weather because they're up in um Philadelphia and I'm always like, hmm, they have such a distinct voice. Let me see how they look. Do they look the way that I think that they sound? <laughs> know, I'm that person. I just want to know. I want to know who I'm speaking to. Uh, that's, that's
0: so about, uh, about about the network, uh, it, it, you said that it's like a booking agency. And I'm, I'm a little curious if it's something that's like, do you think there's now becoming more of a shift from the music industry into like getting some podcasts as part of their industry like do you do you think that it's like we have an interest in having more of an outlet for our our musicians for the people that are on our on our booking we want to make sure that they are I mean pandemic or aside from the pandemic is it something that we want them to have an outlet we want them to be speaking to people and we want to have a lot of those under our own umbrella rather than like have them out there and we can just like kind of i i i I do not care for the word synergy but it feels like the right word here
1: bringing it i've worked
0: in offices enough i've worked in i have i know all about office culture and i still tell everybody who would ever say synergy is like "Mm -mm, mm -mm, we don't say synergy (laughs) it's not a real word Um, but is it synergy
2: (laughs) i don't know i mean i think it sounds the way like the conversations that i've had with um the people who work for sound talent media or sound talent group whatever um it sounds more like this was something they had been thinking about doing and the pandemic just kind of ended up being a good opportunity to like Mm -hmm. throw themselves into it. Since obviously touring is uh, basically (laughs) non-existent. I mean, they've been helping with a lot of like the live streams and drive-in concerts and stuff, of course, but, um, but I mean, as far as like the, the synergy aspect of things, um, I mean, I, per our agreement i have like total creative control so it's not like they're going to be like oh this band that we booked for just released a new album talk to them you gotta talk to them (laughs) but okay i think i i think it it is kind of more separate but using the same connections that they have to Mm -hmm. you know make something that will hopefully be successful
0: (laughs) (laughs) perfect okay yeah it's good because the the next step of that is obviously like you are taking what you've created and they're just saying, Hey, we need you to interview all these bands that we have because we want to promote this album. And that obviously would be kind of disappointing if you're like all these podcasts are now just talking about this new <laughs> record same, that's yeah. coming out. Yeah. yeah no, I mean,
2: if, if there was anything like that ever hinted at, like I, I wouldn't have been part, I wouldn't have joined on as part <laughs> right. of the network. Like it, right. it says specifically, like I have total creative control. Like I, can put out as many episodes as I want. I can talk to whoever I want, whatever, as long as it's not like, you know, blatantly offensive or whatever. You know, that's
1: always good though, to include that because it feels like it goes without needing to be said to not be uh, a terrible human. But
0: <laughs> I mean, you just want to have the interesting conversations, Lizzie. It's basically just Joe Rogan. You're basically the emo that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> totally that. kidding. Not real totally kidding uh,
2: <laughs> i did get compared I, to joe rogan at one point just based really? on no uh, based on the the flow of the conversation so i i didn't take offense gotcha. because it was it was qualified in that way
0: gotcha <laughs> as long okay as
1: they weren't it, like they weren't trying to compliment you as like a similar interview to joe rogan because <laughs> i have a huge dislike and i will argue with any insane joe Rogan fan. That Joe Rogan (laughs) is a terrible interviewer and all he does is just bro out and then doesn't do his research because my dad listens to Joe Rogan and I have heard enough of these conversations (laughs) from before he was on Spotify to now. And I'm like this progression that I have heard and like just, you know basic research i'm not like digging deep to find out about joe rogan's life because i <laughs> have so many better things to do but, you know i he was interviewing some professor i forgot where about like an ivy league school about something and the dude was like oh yeah like you know how like going to college works and like the academia system and everything and he and you hear him going like, mm-hmm. yeah like really <laughs> like not know not have done any research um and then i actually heard one where he did he interviewed edward snowden recently and edward snowden was like yeah i'm gonna debunk all you like pro trump people pretty much but like do it very (laughs) low key but still Mm kind of be like in the middle enough to like you know move around the conversation and joe rogan was like really trying to be like oh yeah but like you know, Clinton and Hillary and like Obama doing, he's like, Yeah, no, like it's on both sides, dude. Like you gotta look in the mirror. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this because he didn't really know how to respond. So that's and his interview of. with Tom
2: Long was a train wreck as well.
1: <laughs> really? Oh I didn't know we had an interview with Tom Long. Oh, yeah. yeah, all about
2: aliens.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
1: Oh, my. Oh, well, yeah, Just, that's something. Yeah.
0: You it know is. that he saw that alien shit. He's like, I gotta get the Blink 1 2 guy on the pod. <laughs> I mean,
2: Tom was pretty off the hinge as well, but... uh...
1: When isn't he off the hinge? I only would expect Tom DeLong to be off hinge whenever and every day.
0: (laughs) I like him more now with Angels and Airwaves than I ever did when he did Angels and Airwaves the first time. For some reason now, it's like Angels and Airwaves has finally gotten through to me. I hated Angels and Airwaves when he first started doing it. I'm like, no, Tom, everything is not magic. You are wrong.
2: Actually, now I'm like, oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, say, not be, oh, my God. Shit.
0: (laughs) Shit, Google. (laughs) No, you go. No, you go. No, you are our guest. You talk.
2: Okay. I was just going to say two funny quick stories about Angels and Airwaves. One is they headlined the first ever warp tour I went to, and but as they came on, the fucking skies opened up and it was downpoured.
1: Oh and the they, aliens, they knew! <laughs>
3: they and knew. they ended up
2: uh, playing like three or four songs, probably. And yeah. the other thing is, earlier when I was talking about how I got into music writing, I actually wrote maybe like three or four music reviews for my school newspaper in high school, and one of them was uh, Angels and Airwaves Love, or whatever, and those mm. reviews are somewhere on Tumblr and they're
0: not good. <laughs> Ooh, they're don't search Tumblr for those.
1: Don't, just don't go on Tumblr, actually. I don't, don't know go on how Tumblr they anymore. Have, have gone race. I had a friend who got a hold of me. She was like, should I start a blog on Tumblr? I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> yes, the year is 2004 and you should.
2: <laughs> Tumblr died when Property of Zach died.
0: Oh, oh my, my god, god.
1: <laughs> that's a name I haven't Good. heard in a real long time. Yeah,
0: we we mentioned property of Zach and Brian Stars on the same podcast. <laughs>
1: what if they just come up and then try to be? You know,
0: could we, how we is, is Brian Stars not still real?
1: We can fight Brian Stars. I believe we could.
0: Oh, I'll actually, I will actually start beef with him. <laughs> I will one hundred percent. I wanted to, like, say, like, him in his fucking blue sweater, but I noticed you're wearing a blue sweater right now, so I didn't want to actually, like, lump you into it in the same way, but I'm like, this man in his fucking blue sweater, Brian Stars, not you, (laughs) always out here interviewing all these, like, super gothy-looking bands with their makeup running because they just got off a stage, and you're just like, hey, I just came from the mall, what's up, I like your music, (laughs) I don't know, fuck Brian (laughs) Stars. I don't know. I don't know. I, I never watched anything he did or listened to anything. I just saw his hoodie and I was like, no, thank you, sir. <laughs> That's my spicy take about Brian Stars, is like 16 <laughs> years late.
1: <laughs> Scott, I know earlier, before we started recording, you said you had not really a spicy take, but just like a spicy take about the music you've been listening to.
2: Yeah, so uh, since Probably like December, (laughs) I've been listening. Not quite exclusively. Almost the whole
1: last year, sir. Yeah, Yeah, it's
2: been a long time. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Fish and a lot of the Grateful Dead and uh, this other jam band called Goose. They're actually from Connecticut, so (laughs) represent. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I know all
1: of these jam bands because I used to make fun of the guys I worked with at my former radio station for only listening to jam (laughs) bands. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's fair. It's very easy to make fun of. Um yeah, I don't know. My my fiance's uh sister and her her fiance are very into fish. Um and I've uh, so what connected what I connect to about it is like I mentioned earlier actually. This ooh, this is a perfect thread. So I was talking about ooh. the mentality between vinyl collectors and Pokemon uh pokemasters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> jam bands you know they have tapers at every single show and they're obsessive about the yeah. stats of how long a song mm-hmm. was played how many times a song was played when the last time the song was played all this stuff so i like that's what has interested me like just in general about jam bands i find that like so interesting like that people mm-hmm. are like that obsessive about it um, <laughs> and you know i tried a couple times within the past few years or whatever, just like, Oh, let me see if these are anything that I connect to at all. <laughs> and they, they weren't, they weren't. And then, I don't know, something just clicked. I heard, uh, on a podcast called Harmontown with, uh, Dan Harmon, the yeah. guy who did like community and Rick and Morty. Um, mm. he had this guy on who, I don't know he's a big Deadhead head and whatever he was, t- whatever he was talking about them. And he like compared it to, jazz music and for some reason that like flipped a switch and let me i just like went into it expecting something like i wasn't expecting a rock band
3: mm-hmm.
2: so i don't know it just connected with me <laughs> and uh yeah like i said i I've, I've listened to probably days worth of, of, full show of <laughs> Dead.
1: you mean when you say days worth you mean all of like three songs
0: yeah, so three yeah, songs. Really yeah.
2: Dying. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, I am to the point where uh, a five-minute song seems short to me.
1: Oh yeah.
0: my god. <laughs> like, wait, that was the whole song? Just three and a half minutes? What's going on here? Where are the three other solos?
1: You're gonna listen to a <laughs> punk band that has like a song that's under two minutes, you'll be like, what the fuck is this?
2: <laughs> yeah, I put on um one of the apple music like curated playlists which i'm very much not a playlist person i'm very mm. album oriented for the most part
1: i, I feel you 100 um that, dude.
2: but i put on a playlist called negative space and it has i mean because it has bands like sincere engineer Downhall, uh spanish love songs like all those good stuff and like I was just kind of looking for some new music to listen to it and something other than a jam band to listen to. (laughs) And like some of the songs were like, they just seemed so
1: short.
0: (laughs) It's a whole different world. I
1: find it real interesting that it's your fiance and her sister who've gotten into this because at least most of like the deadheads and like fish fans that I know are all dudes. And it's very rare Mm -hmm. that I hear that a chick is a deadhead. That sounds super bad, but I feel like I've encountered enough people in my uh, promo radio experience that primarily men come up to me and be like, oh, my God, I've been listening to this band since before you were born, and I'm like,
0: all right. Yeah, sounds old boring. men, too.
1: Can't, yeah, and then they, they're like, let's take a picture. I'm like, please don't touch me, sir. Please don't.
0: <laughs> please don't. I imagine that it's mostly weed. <laughs> and I've never smoked weed. So I'm like, <laughs> I can't understand this music. Like I just have no idea what's going on here.
2: I don't I mean, I, I mean, the when it clicked for me, I was not high or anything at all. Like most of the time, I'm like I, most of the time it's because I'm working. Like I just have it mm-hmm. on at work as background music. Like my fiance, She's not into fish. She she called it easy listening
3: for oh, me, uh. and I'm
2: like, just because it's like it's easy to put on. It's you a lot of times like there's not that it's not that lyrically dense. It's just like mm-hmm. it's I don't know. It's it's just like especially because I am album oriented. Like I'm not gonna throw on a playlist and just let it play and just right. have whatever happens next. Like so I don't want to have to think about what I'm gonna put on every thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, fair. That's
1: fair. Well, like
0: you, you can listen to two songs in 30, 30 minutes,
2: exactly. <laughs> or one in like, or think, one song in 30 minutes. I think the longest fish jam is like 59 minutes.
1: <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that Christ, sounds about dude. right. I think we had that at my college radio station whenever we had to go to like the bathroom in the middle of the night because we were 24/7 or if we wanted to take a nap, we'd throw <laughs> that mm-hmm. on That's and awesome. then take a nap underneath the board.
2: Um, the board.
1: know my life is still. New, new Year's Eve mentioned 99,
2: <laughs> they played like a six-hour set
1: oh my god like 1999
2: into 2000 they played from before midnight to when the sun came up
3: wow and i listened to that one
2: in one work day i put that on
3: (laughs) (laughs) wow i mean when you
1: when you say it kind of relates to jazz what 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 kind of clicked for you was that it was like jazz music i and i when you said that i kind of understood i'm like yeah because if i were to hear jazz music i'm like i don't i'm not really hearing anything other than like you know, instrumentation and I'm just kind of like, what do I do with this? But it's just kind of like your vibing is what it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't like, I'm not even into jazz necessarily. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's like a couple jazz records that I like, like or enjoy, but uh, I don't know. I think it was just like the change in expectations. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't going in thinking, oh, this is a rock band. I was just like, okay, this is just a band. They're just like, and it's also just like insane to me. Like, playing music is like magical to me and being able to <laughs> improvise music and having it actually be good is like what <laughs> like you
0: i, I cannot talent? imagine see this is it's still just weed to me this is the <laughs> thing. and here's the thing and i'm i'm like thinking about this and i'm trying to be like well you know it's fine but i'm like it's just alcohol and weed <laughs> like I, I feel like I'm so high strung that if, I'm, if a song lasts for more than like three and a half minutes, I'm like, get to the fucking point, get it <laughs> over with, get out of here. I'm done giving my brain your time. And I just don't think that no, I could handle hey. like, no, I was very high strung. I just don't like like I would listen to like an EDM DJ set for a long period of time, but it's like moving in between one song to the next. So there's still like that transition from like one thing to another that doesn't take forever, even though the entire set may be an hour long. Right. So like, I still have that like enough that my brain is like being hit with enough at different moments where I'm like, cool, it's happening. Uh, I was called insane because like I need almost constant stimulation to get anything done. And I don't, like, it's true. Like, I can't get anything done without just being constantly bombarded with shit. And I think that, like, if I was to just listen to a jam band for too long, I'd be like, I am, I'm the I'm the least productive I've ever been in my entire life.
1: So what we're probably getting at here is that if you're into jam bands, you may really enjoy weed. And if you're into EDM music, you may really enjoy hard drugs.
0: I don't enjoy either. I'm not, like, <laughs> I. I'm just, like... My anxiety just tells me, like, this is over, but it's still going. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, really relating it to just, like, you know, I never have those sort of, like, down moments. Like, my friends have been, like, like we, we were on, like, a, a river trip. This was a few years ago. And we were just, like, hanging out. It was, like, a chill trip. We're, like, just tubing down the river, like, in a canoe, you know, like, just hanging out in the wilderness in the summer. It was kind of nice. But I'm, like, I've never been more upset than I am right in this moment. Oh <laughs> like, God. this is the worst thing. Like, I and my friend's like, dude, just 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 sit back. Like, I'll handle the rowing, which you I knew he wasn't gonna do. He's like, I'll <laughs> I'll row the canoe. I'll get us through this. Like, don't worry about it. But like I'll
3: get us you know, you just you, you could
0: you can just lay back, <laughs> chill, relax, and like I'll take it from here. And I I think I laid back in the canoe. It was like 15 seconds, and then I just sat straight up and I said, yeah, it's not going to happen, dude. I'm, I'm, I cannot, I, I don't have the capacity to relax. Like, let's get off this fucking river. It was eight hours in the hot Wisconsin sun. It was oh, not a good time. Yeah, it was, it was a, a very concert. long time. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. No, I could have had 1.2 fish concerts in that amount of time.
1: Didn't fish, whoever was at Bonnaroo, I think it was fish. Like a year ago, they had like four nights of fish and each and every <laughs> single night they almost went to like four or five in the morning Do probably they spell
0: four with ph <laughs> four four nights it. of fish uh, so scott thanks for coming on today where can people find you where uh where are you on the internet where where are you on the internet <laughs> and uh, how can people listen to the podcast where can they check you out and all that kind of stuff
2: so the podcast is fly on the call it's uh essentially everywhere you listen to podcasts, um, <laughs> it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Amazon, on all that good stuff. Um, I'm at, the call pod at uh, uh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, no Facebook. And you can check good. out more about the network <laughs> on SoundTalentMedia.com. Check out the alternative at GetAlternative.com and also at GetAlternative on socials. Oh, and SoundTalentMedia is at STM Podcasts on their socials and uh yeah and check out the Grace hits episode because that's a great intro for new listeners
0: perfect yeah i I'm, I'm interested because you did mention a lot of bands uh if you had to tell someone like me who just i can't be bothered <laughs> what are some You're bands
1: crotchety old man who doesn't like to yeah i'm a crotchety
0: them. old man who's who's just like all these new bands are out here they're all on my lawn and i want them all to just Get off my lawn. (laughs) Um, Aside from Meet Me at the Altar, who I already like, are there any bands right now that you'd be like, you got to go listen to this band. Uh, You're going to be a huge fan. And like I whether you interviewed him or not, or maybe it's somebody you want to interview, maybe somebody you'd love to have on. Uh, anybody you could recommend to me to be like, Hey, get out of this old man shell and start to like, be cool with the kids.
2: <laughs> okay. Let me see. Uh, Spanish love songs put out probably my favorite album of the year so far. Brave faces, mm-hmm. everyone um, really solid pop punk harder, harder edge of pop punk um, sincere engineer just signed to hopeless and they mm-hmm. fucking rock. I can't wait for whatever new music is coming from them eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, rt strange like i said earlier uh live forever is an amazing album um virginity put out a really good ep um pink shift the songs they they have like three or four songs out at this
1: point i think (laughs) literally only three or four yeah they all
0: fucking that was that was lizzie like last week was like Dude, you gotta listen to, or a couple weeks ago, it was like Pink Shift. This is the new band. So, the only reason I know of that band name is because of Lizzie just being like, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta listen to that. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Shit.
2: (laughs) Um, Jirai is great. Uh, I'm probably blanking on so many friends, but Glass Beach and Origami Angel, like I said, those were two of my favorite conversations I had last year and two of my favorite albums of last year. Um, And then, I mean, just in general, the One years, Pentamento and Silverstein are my three favorite bands. So, love those guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, those are good.
1: I found out about Pentamento um, like a year ago, and I was like, who uh, didn't tell me about this band before? And I got mad, and then I asked Brian, and he's like, I don't know this band. And I'm like, well,
0: I don't, I don't know who to be mad <laughs>
1: at but myself now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, it's not me.
2: <laughs> the way I found out about them is so funny. Like, do you remember... God, probably, I guess, five or six years ago at this point, when brand new, we're still yeah. <laughs> in good standing. And they played right. the, they had those disc- discography shows that they did, mm-hmm. where they had two dates mm-hmm. on the West Coast, two on the East Coast, where they did two albums each night. And I went to the Long Island show, the hometown show, <laughs> and <laughs> people flipped their shit that they had the audacity to play the Devil and God and Daisy people left after the devil and god because really they were like not having any daisy get the fuck out of here and pentimento were just like making so much fun of it like they were like their tweets were like i kept seeing their tweets and i followed them because of that and then it was probably (laughs) like two or three months later when i actually like listened to them and was like this is amazing (laughs) and i actually have a pentimento tattoo Oh, there you go. <laughs> Inside back. the C artwork, the alternative yeah. artwork, because as I mentioned, I'm a weird vinyl head. So this is the, uh, <laughs> this is the artwork from the European press.
3: <laughs> oh, Ooh. well, you can Ooh. be fancy
0: then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, we will end the pod there. Scott, thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, thank you, everybody on Twitch for listening to the episode. And yeah, uh, Yeah, we'll catch you all next week. Go check out Fly on the Call Pod. And uh, that's all I got. Thanks, Scott. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Scott. Yeah, it was a blast.
0: Thanks for joining us. That was our interview with Scott from Fly on the Call. Super nice interview. Super nice guy. Please go check out his podcast. Go check out all the good bands he shouted out to. I'm like, oh, I know all these bands. Lizzie has shouted it's it's more of like <laughs> Lizzie's shout out is literally just shouting these names of bands at me. <laughs> so
1: literally. It's it's just I send it to him and I say, Please listen to this. Eh. It's good. I swear it's good. Guys, I receive uh, all caps
0: all caps messages from Lizzie way too often. Just far too often I'm receiving all messages in all caps go listen to this fucking band and i almost don't because i'm under attack <laughs> it's a fight or flight response to lizzie's uh, <laughs> to lizzie's recommendations about music but well
1: like like you said earlier you were always very high strong high energy so i'm always, just communicating in the same way always, that, <laughs> that, always. that like, goes in the same vein as, as your high <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes good Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Rate and review. We never tell people to do that, but do that. Rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that. This has been the Emo Social Club Podcast. I am Brian.
1: And I'm Lizzie. And goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Apparently we need to tell people to rate and review the podcast.